Hey guys, it's Lavelle Miller here with the Brave Way Podcast. What I'll be doing this time around here is DraftKings predictions for the upcoming UFC 251, Usman vs. Masvidal, a fight card in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I haven't did one of these in a while, but uh, no time is better than the present. I hope I can get you guys some money uh, based off of the uh, information that I give you. And I will also be doing this simultaneously uh, with my YouTube. So if you hear uh, any extra clicks or things like that, that's why that's going on. Um, so you can also go to my YouTube page, uh, and which is under my same name, and then you'll be able to find this. So you can actually see some of the things that I'm saying um, if you're more of a visual person. Hope you like the pod, and let's get to it. Hey guys, so like I said in the intro, uh, what I'll be doing is covering uh, UFC 251 uh, DraftKings predictions. Uh, Let's go ahead and make it a lot simpler for you all if you haven't did it. Uh, DraftKings is a daily fantasy site where you can go do uh, different type of uh, gambling on uh, different things like uh, football, basketball, golf, NASCAR. Um, A lot of things are obviously not going on with the pandemic currently but there is mixed martial arts and so the UFC has a fight card uh, tomorrow July 11th that I'll be covering Uh, if you haven't seen one of these that I've done before uh, typically what I do is I will say um, within it how somebody um, why I think you should pick this person um, paths to victory that will help you get the most amount of points. People that can get you points that um, may not necessarily get finishes, things like that. Um, there'll be a lot of skipping around and the picking in and choosing of the fighters. I won't be uh, deeply rooted into giving diagnostics about them. Uh, that will happen on a separate uh, pod that I'll do to cover the actual uh, fight card. And I may end up doing one for the main card and then one for. Um, the uh, prelims and the um, extra prelims, if you want to call them that. Uh, so if you haven't did anything with DraftKings before, and this is your first time thinking about doing it, welcome. I uh, hope uh, the things I tell you to do can help you win some money. Um, I'm also, this is the first time I'm simulcasting on my, ca- simulcasting, rather, um, doing the thing on my YouTube and for the pod, um, that way, people can actually get a visual representation of what I am doing. And uh, so there might be a little bit of feedback. It may not sound as clear as I want it to, but dims the brakes, right? So uh, if you can't get what you hear the way you need to, there's always the option to check out the, the audio and then look at that and then listen to this other one on mute. Because like I said, it's going on at the exact same time. So getting f- deep into it. Um, you get points for significant strikes, takedowns, advances, reversals. Um, that's how you, you, your fighter can get you points. Not necessarily win their fight. Obviously, doing well in one regard obviously possibly helps them win the fight. Um, but you also get uh, p- bonus points for finishes, um, with whatever round they happen in. Um, but as long as the fight goes on, the points that you get obviously go down. So 
first round finishes are obviously the best, but a fifth round finish is still better than a fifth round decision. So if we look at fighters, uh, a key thing I want to tell everybody to look at first, whenever you have these, uh, well, fights especially, check to see if a fighter has one of these by it, a big O-O. What does that mean? A O means that the fighter is out. A lot of times, uh, DraftKings do not allow cards to even be um, pre-picked up until um, maybe like four or five days out for the event um, because they have so many pools that they're trying to fill. Uh, but so that's something I would always tell people to do when you are doing these. Make sure that you are keeping up with the fights, the fighters all the way up until the fight card starts. Because once the card starts, you can't change it. But there have been people to be able to pull out of fights and things like that. And you have to think about it. We are dealing with this pandemic going on. These fighters are being tested for COVID multiple times up until the event. So their fighter can weigh in today. Everything's been fine. And then tomorrow, they pop for COVID. They're out. And if you pick the fighter or their opponent, you don't just automatically get points for it. They're gone, and then you're having to scramble. And depending on the cost of that person, which is what we're going to get into, it could cause you to redo your entire lineup to make sure that you have a one that fits in the salary cap. Because uh, you have to pick six fighters. And not only do you have to pick six fighters, um, they have to be obviously under the salary cap. You could not say, let me pick five and just enter, you know, because a lot of people would probably do that. Pick five, screw the last one because they'd pick all the high people. Can't do that. You have to pick six. So that's one of the first things. Number two is when you see these little notes by the person's name, uh, that means that there's some information about them that's worth looking at. If they have one of these orange dots, uh, it means that it's something really recent that, that they broke. So, like, let's look at Carol Rosa, for example. Uh, Carol Rosa um, was notified that she's receiving 30% um, of her opponent's purse because they missed weight. So... That also kind of saves you some time because if you go down to her opponent, her opponent will have the same thing too, and then it will let you know that her opponent missed weight for their fight. All right, so those are uh, good things to 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 know and to look at for information. Like, but that's like mostly like recent news. But any fighter you click on, right? So let's say if I just click up Mark Juan Americani, somebody fairly random, they still have some information about them. It's not necessarily uh, breaking news or anything like that, but you can get to see uh, past opponents. Uh, what was the, you know, what did their points look like when they fought them? How did they win? How long the fight was going? Um, and their salary costs, right? So you can kind of see if their salary is going up or going down, and it also let you know like uh, Mark Juan was uh, against Jason Knight. I can't remember uh, Fishgold's first name, but. He was um, a favorite, a bigger favorite, which is why his salary was 79. But against Shane Burgos, he was not, which is why his salary dropped a thousand. And then not only that is, it's also possibly who was on the card um, where they have to try to figure out these things to make them work the way they need them to work. But so 
getting into the fun part that you guys actually care about. Uh, Amanda Rebos is the highest salary ranked fighter on the card. And I guess let me get one more thing before you can do that. You can do the salaries. You can decide to sort them low to high. And, you know, I have mine high to low right now. And you can also do it by fantasy points. Um, you can do win-loss records. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. So it's not something I ever filtered by. But I always felt, me personally, I always filter by salary. Because I have a good idea of how I want to go with the card. And looking at the salary, I can see who's a value, who's not. Which is, of course, we'll get into. So Amanda Rebos is fighting Paige Van Sant at a flyweight. A lot of people don't know about Amanda Rebos, but Amanda Rebos is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and in Muay Thai. Just to give you a little things about her. Um, you can see here she's beating Randa Marcos, uh, Ken Mackenzie Dern, and um, I think it's Emily Whitmire. I'm not too sure. I forgot. But you can see what her salaries were against these opponents. So as you see, she was, you know, not a favorite in this fight. Not a favorite against Mackenzie Dern. And you can kind of tell that because typically the favorites um, are around the higher $8,000, $9,000 range. And the ones who are not the favorites are in the 7000 And that typically always happens. Pushes are still in the mid-8,000 tier. But when she fought Randa Marcos, that's when they finally said, okay, not only is she a favorite, she's a huge favorite. And... That's why they gave her that $9,300 salary, which is she's 95 now, fighting uh, Paige Van Zandt. So you would ask yourself, well, why is she that big of a deal against Paige Van Zandt? Because Paige Van Zandt is a household name, so people know who she is. You can always go down here and click Paige Van Zandt, and then you can see that she hasn't fought in almost 18 months, which is she did win by submission, but she hasn't fought in almost 18 months. And she's going against an elite striker, elite grappler. So the things that Paige is good at, Amanda is arguably a whole lot better. Uh, but like you see here, it doesn't have any recent news or anything about her at all. So that doesn't necessarily help you try to figure out what you got to do for insight. I always uh, tell people you should definitely look at the weigh-ins um, for a, a point of reference for a lot of things. And that's because does a player look too um, player to other people? You know, is a fighter, uh, do they look too sucked out uh, for the weight cut? Is it the first time for them fighting in their weight class? How early did they come in? There's different things and tales that, I that you can get when you're looking at these fighters on a scale. At least I feel like I can, and I could be just uh, giving myself some bro science there. So, anyway, that's the reason why she's like that. Uh, Puchor Yan, you know fighting uh, Jose Aldo. We know about Jose Aldo's uh, past accolades, you know, two-time featherweight champion, uh, was undefeated undefeated for a span of a decade. I mean, he did have a loss before. He ended up getting beat by Conor, but, you know, he went undefeated for, you know, around a decade. was like the best featherweight, or probably still is a lot of people that there's ever been. So, you know, when you see a guy that high, but you was like, okay, well, why is Pichoyan that high? Well, if you look at it, he knocked out your favorite, which is Ant. Doesn't really mean much, but beating Jimmy Rivera and John Dodson, you know, um, those two still in their prime, you know, those are things you really want to look at and be like, okay, he's doing something. And then you can see by looking at his salary since he came into the UFC, he has been a huge favorite. He has never 
dipped lower than what is that that ninety three hundred dollar mark yeah it's never dipped lower than ninety three hundred and looking at his points his points obviously tell you that he is going to do what he needs to do to get wins and even if you see his decisions he's still he's getting closer to uh a hundred well not a hundred but you know he's mid eighties um overall so it's like he he has good quality there but anyway the stuff that you guys care about uh and i will do this uh i will pick a couple fighters that i want the sure bets so i'm not necessarily don't worry about the salary number here um these are when you when you speak about these fighters and you say sure bets i want to make sure that you know it's obviously my opinion my opinion alone there's other opinions that you can go out there and get but uh when i when i picture things i mean people i believe will get finishes not necessarily first round or second round and possibly third round you know championship fights maybe in the fourth or fifth round but these are the people that i believe are sure picks and the only one that i will believe gets a finish um, on this card is dun, 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 just kidding that's kidding all the way down there for you guys for nothing is Amanda Rebos I believe she has like this is the thing to let you know Paige Van Zandt is tough and I don't believe she has been knocked out um, in the UFC but she has been put to sleep by Rose Namajunas before so she has been submitted um a lot of things Paige does makes her a little bit reckless. So she's going to go out there and attempting to... I imagine she's going to attempt to do things that put her herself in positions to end up being caught in one of those chokes. I'm not thinking that uh, Rebos will be able to finish her with the hands. But in DraftKings, years ago, they used to give you a submission wasn't worth as much as a knockout. Now they just got it as the round you finish in. So... It's the same amount of points. It helps everybody out. Um, so, Amanda Rebos is the only... Actually, that's a lie. We're going to go with Carol Rosa as well, too. As the only two people on this card, I believe, are sure things in regards of finishing their opponent. Why Carol Rosa? Why her opponent came in five pounds overweight? <clears throat> and not only that is... Like I tell you all, I'm doing my own uh, independent research. Carl Rosa, she is on a three-fight winning streak, and her opponent is on a two-fight losing streak, streak and lost bad to her opponents. So, with that being the case, you have to go with them to as what I think is sure things to get finished. But these aren't the things that really matter with your card. You have to try to figure out what when we're looking at value what we what is it what it is that we need to do that's going to get us these points right so by that i mean boom let's just throw this man in here kamaru usman obviously he is the ufc welterweight champ the reason why i pick him is that obviously i think he's going to win because you have to when you're coming to picking, and depending on how you're doing the cards, you have to look for the winners, right? So, but only, not only do I think Kamara's going to win, if you look at his points, obviously his points are very high. He has shown multiple times 
he has the cardio, the strength to go for five rounds. So if you have the ability to go for five rounds, that's going to get you those points. And Masvidal is a hard guy to finish. So if that's the case, you need these points. Boom. You go with somebody like Kamaru that is also taking an opponent on short notice but was training for the fight and has shown repeatedly he can go the distance and he can put up the points. But also, you know, let's just keep it a buck and a half if you want to do that. Let's throw Jorge Masvidal in there. Why? I just told you I thought Kamara would win. Well, Jorge Masvidal, like I just said, is a tough guy to finish that was also preparing for this fight originally. Right? So let's say this fight was to go five rounds. Um, Many years ago, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fought, right? I'm sure you all remember that. Conor won the fight. Nate Diaz still put up over 100 points in that fight and was around the same price range I do believe I think it was like probably like a little bit closer to 8,000 but he still put up over 100 points so yes he did lose but if he didn't lose and it was just points for points he had scored Connor before Connor got the win by decision bonus so always think about that When it comes to other people, like I said, just like that, Max Holloway. Max Holloway hasn't been finished in a very long time. Actually, let's see if we can see it on here if they go back that far. Do, 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 do. Nope, they don't even have his last finish um, on here, on his list. So, what does this mean? I honestly think Max is going to win. We'll hear more about that later. But $7,100 value. And a lot of his value is because of things he has said in the media. That's for you guys to look up and see. But just think about that. $7,100 for the former... uh, Excuse me. The former featherweight champion of the world. And as you see that 91... Great points that you need um, when it comes to the end, and it's a five-round fight because it's a title fight. He may lose, but let's see. Let's see how much he got when he lost to. So he had sixty-seven in his loss to Volkanovski, but he has lost to Dustin Poirier. He got ninety-one. So think about that, you know, and you know these other numbers, of course, are outrageous and stuff as well too. But just think about that. He got 91 and a loss. He could still lose again and still put up 91 points. And he's only 7,100. And like I said, points is what gets you paid. That's what you got to focus on. Um, let's go to a person to possibly avoid. And that's Thug Rose Namajunas. Does it mean that I think that Rose can't be Jessica Andrade? If you guys watched their first fight, Jessica Andrade was getting the hands put on her by Rose until she inevitably got slammed, Rose that is, and was KO'd and taken out the fight. But because of that performance, how well she was doing, they added $9,000 onto her price. If Rose came in around 8500 8200 because we're forgetting, Jessica actually won that fight. Um, you know, Lucky Slam or whatever. 
but you do not want to deal with that for nine thousand dollars because she she may win but that's going to affect you being able to pick up one of these other higher price characters that you would like and you know it could end up messing up with the middle of the pack as well the middle of the pack is really where you are going to get um that's where your money is mostly going to come in at is how well your middle of the pack guys do so if we want to speak on that, because Rose is the only person I feel like you should possibly look at avoiding um, because of her price point. Uh, a lot of these guys in the middle, um, like I said, it's COVID season, so a lot of these fights are going to be interesting. Probably a lot more than what you would think they are. Uh, heavyweights are something else I, t I tend to avoid, so let's put that heavy those heavyweight fighters up there. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's see how you say his first. Maxim Grishin. And Marcin Tabora. Marcin Tabora, um, his original opponent uh, was taken out uh, due to him testing positive for COVID. Um, Max, uh, Maxim Grishin weighed in today at like 223-ish pounds. Um, it's his UFC debut. He is the favorite. But um, Marcin Tabora weighed in around 255. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. Um, with heavyweights because the you know power is power but if you look at uh marcin tabura's record here that they he's had when he's been in the ufc he has been ko'd and he has lost by decision but he's won by ko um he also has uh, some pretty good sambo that he doesn't use a whole lot which is why um he has some of his knockout losses because when he feels the power of a lot of his opponents uh he wilts and does his uh does the most to avoid any of those strikes or takedowns. Uh but, you know, like I said, using Marcy Tabora is a thing. It's like, okay, he had his last two wins inside of almost two years here were decisions for heavyweights. That's not a good thing at all. Um and then you've seen he's been he has been knocked out, right? Obviously, like I mentioned before. But it's like when he got KO'd, he got KO'd, let's see, in the second round and then in the first round. So those are good things to always look at. But then do you really think that somebody who weighed in 30 pounds less than him uh, took a fight on short notice is going to be able to do that? Probably not. And if the knockouts don't happen with heavyweights, the points are a lot lower. As you see, like Marcin's averaging 58 points and Maxim, this is his first time in the cage, so we'll see what he does. Um, a pick em fight, like if you guys are going out either way and trying to figure out what you need to do for do dollars. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir versus uh, Jared uh, Prosha. I can't say his last name, so let's tell you talk. Um, but uh, Mr. Uh, Jared, he is making his UFC debut as well. He has a lot of knockouts on his record. Volkan Ozdemir obviously has a lot of uh, knockouts on his record as well. If you know his past history, he's also fought for a UFC title before. So this is a fight I will look at as, okay, once again, who do you figure your favor? This is like really when you're at this stage of the game, because like this is the day before the event is starting. You probably have done the research you're going to do on these fighters. Or if not, you can take your time and do your research. 
But it's it's hard to do if you don't know about a lot of these fighters and try to figure out who their opponents were and then to see what they're going on. Uh, because uh, Mr. Protect, I think he's like 20 and 1. Yeah, because he don't have his win-loss on it because his first time fighting in the UFC. But I do believe he's like 20 and 1. And all his wins have been by KO. Uh, actually, no, not all his wins. I think it's like two decisions. Uh, but either way, that's why he's rated at what his price point is. So, I don't really have... I'm not going to give insight on the fight like I've been trying to avoid to do. But once again, you know, knockout artist, knockout artist. Um, if you did your research, you could kind of figure out who you think was going to possibly get the job done. But then it comes back down to, you know, when you're... Depending on how you pick the fighters at the top, can you afford the you know the eighty four or the seventy eight, and then you just pick it that way. Um, that's roughly you know I didn't want to make this one too long for you all. That's pretty much uh, all I have for you all uh, when it comes to a lot of these fights. There's some other fighters who uh, ended up missing weight. There's some other fights on here like Merkwak. Uh, Al-Marcani. I can't even realize I can speak now. I probably need to drink some water. Um, like against his opponent, uh, Danny Henry, those fights, uh, I believe, are going to be action packed, but once again, they're not going to give you the points that you need. Um, so I hope you guys have learned a couple different things on how to pick certain fighters, um, things to look for, things to avoid. Um, I know this is kind of a, a weird one. Uh, I like to do this sometimes, but um, you know what? What the heck? Let's do it again. So to give you an example of a lineup that I would pick um, for you all is I'll pick Carol Rosa. Do, 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 do. Volcan Ozdemir. Ezekiel Zaziki Dos Santos, great action pack fighter. Jorge Masvidal, because of the points. Like I mentioned earlier. Amanda Ribas. And then, like I said, because I can get to go cheapity cheap cheap. I can just slide in Max Holloway. So, as you see here, here goes a lineup that you could pick. You're still under the salary cap. It gives you the sure wins that I told you about. It gives you the toss-up fight I told you about. I slid in a fight that I know is going to be an action-packed fight. Could go anyway. It gives you two fighters that have five round fights that can still give you the points even if they don't win as long as it's a competitive back and forth battle so um once again so let me say this again for the people that's on audio i picked uh carol rosa at 9200 vulcan Osterman at 8400 uh Zalika dos santos at 8,000, Jorge Masvidal at 7,300, Amanda Rivas at 9,500, and Max Holloway at 7,100. And 
like I said, take it to the bank. If you make some cheese, pass it to me. Hope you guys like this. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, share this around. Uh, check out my other information that I have, and I will attempt to do this each week uh, upcoming because the UFC is having uh, one or three events in four weeks here uh, for the month of July. And it's when you really want to talk about coming out of surprise and getting the money, it's going to be on the cards where there's a lot of people that folks don't know. And if you listen to my pre-fight shows, it gives you a little bit more insight on some of these fighters. Thank you for checking this out. This is how you become, this is how you become legendary and greatness is earned. Thank you.